All right, hey everybody. This is a Crohn's veteran, Jordan. I am uh, happy to have my co-host Renika Wood with me this morning. Also, we have a very special guest, uh, Angela Jackson from the Jackson Impact. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, for, for anybody Thank you out for there, having me. Very welcome. Um, uh, for anybody out there, this is this is her shirt. So you know, if you're looking for her brand, you can follow you can follow her at the Jackson Impact. And so, um, so yeah. So first things first, uh, tell tell everybody um, out there a little bit about yourself. And you were kind of just telling us about you know where you're from and and in your background a little bit. So if you could share that, that would be awesome. All right. So like he said, I'm Angela Jackson. I'm the face of the Jackson Impact. And I am very passionate about mental health overall. Uh, my angle is to interrupt the stigma that continues to exist on mental health, regardless of the population, but more so in uh, the Black population. There's still a stigma when it comes to reaching out and seeking mental health care. I mm. also um, am an advocate for raising awareness for um, Crohn's and colitis because that's also a population uh, that I'm a part of. So I'm all mm. about raising awareness. The goal with um, the Jackson Impact right now, the platform is primarily a mental health movement. Mm. I'm in the process of working toward licensure very close, very okay. close. All right. So I'm basically uh, just making a presence for myself and letting everybody know what is to come. So the next step will be the Jackson Impact Mental Health Care and More. So I'm moving that direction, just building the brand. Oh, cool. That is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, for anybody yeah, listening, um. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, there's nothing wrong with you know see, seeing a mental health professional. You know, you know, I can say you know that I've done it myself. You know, I think it was maybe a couple of years ago. I you know I started lo like looking for people, and you know, in, in reality is that you don't even need to have anything wrong in your life. You know, it could just be you know wanting to be a better person. And so you know, I would definitely right. you know, okay, you know, yeah, encourage people yeah to kind of kind of be, be your best self. And um, so I would definitely encourage anybody. Know to find somebody to talk to that's not a mom, dad, pastor, somebody like that, somebody like a, almost like a neutral third party, mm -hmm. you know, right. you know that you know, that can help you out. I definitely agree with that, and I'm also in the mental health field, and I'm addiction. I'm an addiction therapist. Okay. Uh, I'm on, I'm on, you know, I have the cool current clients with mental health and substance use. So, and I think that with me being a also a warrior of Crohn's, and me also working in the mental health profession. With substance use, sometimes I'm often viewed as knowing all the answers for myself. <laughs> mm. I'm looking like, no, I don't know. I need my own therapist. So I've also right. been playing with the idea of getting a therapist to assist me with my transition through my life as I'm going through the battles of, of me having an irritable bowel disease. So I'm glad that we have you in the panel because on your um, Instagram, your questions are always like very on point about how you feeling today, and then like a dialogue, so I can right. I admire that. Right. Thank you so much. You're I welcome. try to be as relevant as possible. Mm -hmm. It is definitely it's it's real life. I'm I'm trying to be as transparent as possible because while I'm in information, there are things that I have been through Correct. that that you know support the direction that I'm going. 
And I can relate to what you're saying about um, the addiction part. I have had an intensive outpatient group for substance. And then, of course, there's that question of what comes first. Is it, um, you know, the mental health issue or is it the substance use? Right. What, what, what really needed to be addressed first? You know, right. are you trying to mask um, depression or fear, or anxiety or all these things? And, you know, a therapist needs a therapist. We need mm -hmm. things to talk about to help filter out what we're dealing with in our own lives, um, especially when it comes to uh, a new diagnosis, especially something medical that's going to change your life, change the way that you live. And when I initially decided to go into counseling, I realized, man, you know, my, my first fruit, so to speak, was... Mm -hmm deciding to partner with a gastroenterologist. I was asking one okay. of my professors, man, is that considered private practice if I decide to partner with a GI doctor? Because we are lacking in that area when it comes to being referred and getting the support and the depression and having Thanks. to deal with all the changes. And I'm like, you're giving me prescriptions. You're not giving me enough information about my disease, don't know who to turn to from here. You're sending me to a nutritionist and whatever she's telling me is not working. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm really chalking to purpose because, you know, at first I was thinking, man, why me, why me, why me? But this diagnosis has really led me down so many different roads as far mm -hmm. as being a support, <clears throat> as being an advocate, you know, directing uh, people to, you know, help <laughs> you know Correct. you know your body as well follow the doctor's orders but you know be aware of what exactly is taking place so ultimately i would love to be that therapist that partners with a gi doctor because i'm like man I have 20 years of experience mm -hmm. as far as the illness and then just having that passion to hear a per person explore um showing that level of empathy and then connecting them to where else they need, you know, in the community. So it's huge. Right. That is awesome. I know. Um, you, Jordan, something to share? I want to share something about that story. No, something to no, no, go ahead, Renika, go ahead. Okay. So I have told Jordan CJ that my doctor, my GI doctor, shout out to Duke University. I love them. Um, Dr. Onkin had and asked me, can I be an ambassador for the GI clinic where I go. And I was like, what does that look like? I was so excited to do that. COVID-19 hit, and then we revisited um, again a month, a, a month and a half. I talked to her. I said, well, Dr. Ankin, I said, I admire you being my doctor. You give me good advice, good medical attention. But the same token, overall, mental health-wise, what do I do when you tell me I need to have a surgery or be put on Stellara or Intivio or Remicade? And no one there to assist me in the process besides your staff, your nurse, your MP. There's no one to assist me. I said, why don't you guys have a mental health person that can right. go to when I'm transitioning through my medical conditions, I have someone to speak to. Someone that knows about the disease internally and on a scientific um, uh, level. And she said, well, right. they may have that, but I'm not sure if it's a paid position. I said, paid or not. You guys should develop right. something That's similar right. to that because this is not my life is this is big 
And when I went through my surgery, I had no one there outside of my nurse, she left now, to help me through her knowing about GI, but no one to walk with me as a peer to get through right. the first, first step of even saying, Sonia, you got to go ahead to this big surgery. This is what to expect next. All I said was, they gave me was, he go medication, go home, feel better, she was in six weeks. But what about my mental health? I'm going through all these depression, anxiety, feels of feelings of rejection, feelings of me being unworthy. How right. do I process those emotions? We are, right. so, we are encouraged to seek therapy outside of that. But I think it should be a little bit, there's a little bit of gap between those right. two entities. I think it should be addressed. And I think that we can start those changes by expressing how important they are to have when we go to these appointments. I, I That's believe. right. That's mm -hmm. right. It should be full collaboration in, exactly. in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. And, and, and yeah, kind of, you know, speaking from a, you know, guy's perspective, you know, guys are supposed to be like toughing all this stuff out and you know, it was being like all you know, hardcore and stoic and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and this, you know, dudes have feelings too. And I went through a whole lot of stuff, you know, like listen, listen yeah. to Renika talk, you know, I, you know, got my, got my alien removed. I was sick for like nine months and, um, you know, and, you know, I had, you know, 18 inches of my colon taken out and, you know, so, and yeah, and there was, there was nothing around that. I mean, I had, I think like, before I had my current medicine, wow. I, because before I had my current medicine, I was like, you know, chronic diarrhea for like every two or three hours for like, I don't know, seven years, something like that. And so wow. like, and I so relate to that. And so like, and so just, so man, you know, just having somebody, especially somebody that's, you know, a person of color, you know, that, that, that can relate, you know, that's, 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 that's the other thing is that, you know, these uh, liaisons at the, at the doctor's office might be very helpful, but if they can't, if they don't have, you know, certain life experiences, it's, it's still, it's still hard to, you know, to relate to people and stuff. And so, right. yeah. And so I think, you know, what you're interested in doing is really awesome. And, you know, awesome. and, and so, um, you know, and we definitely need more people that, you know, are interested in that. I think CJ was mentioning that too, Renika, wasn't he? He was. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Ooh, mm -hmm. look, these kind of ideas, hey, we can start a business. <laughs> right. Really? Right. Seriously. <laughs> because with, and, um, I was telling the guys that I am an LCAS addiction therapist, but I'm working on my LPC license, becoming a professional counselor. Yay! We're on the same track. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to specialize with individuals who are not specialized, but like more so the mental health of persons that have our chronic illnesses. And I'm going to uh, quotate Crohn's or colitis or antibiotic disease. That's my niche. I'm going to try to do that but also have other clientele too. But when you talk about your life experiences, what you're doing, right. your dear whole movement is a sounding board for that possibly to potentially to happen. Because what's going to happen is that they're going to know where they go a therapist. She has um, IBD. Oh my God, I can go work with her because she identifies what I'm, what I'm going on. Right. And in the African community, we have a hard time opening other people outside of our family members. So we was taught, mm -hmm. you don't tell nobody your business. That's right. it. Mm -hmm. And we really become embedded with that. You become like, well, I can't tell about no. And it's kind of fearful because now as an adult, we know better. We, we know better now. Like, no, we can tell somebody right. out who can help us. Who can right. help us? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, like my mom would say in that case, you know, um, you know, be careful who you make an outside authority in your life. You mm -hmm. know? Right. You know, and so if, I mean, if you tell somebody else that gives them the space to, you know, to interject judge. and mm, give you right. their opinion about exactly. a situation. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, just be, yeah, be careful. It is, you know, be mindful, you know, you know, who you choose to be that that person is and stuff like that, because, you know, they, you know, people have opinions and stuff. So just making sure that if you are sharing your story with somebody or you're looking for help, making sure that person is yeah, kind of on the same page with you. Um, right, so, so yeah, so um, I know we spoke about this, you know, when we're on the uh, Facebook live stream. So again, thanks for inviting me for that. Um, but um, if you could tell, you know, the, the audience out there, yeah, just your, um, your background with Crohn's and you know, your, your diagnosis and, and kind of what you've been going through. All right. So I was diagnosed with Crohn's at the age of 23. I had to look back at that. So I was diagnosed in 2000. Okay. And all of 99, I was experiencing so many different symptoms and the doctors could not pinpoint exactly what I was dealing with because every symptom mimicked a different condition. Mm -hmm. So it literally took the full year for them to diagnose me. I knew that I was going, it was just a stressful time in my life. And it seemed like no one believed that I was sick, you know, it was, it was like, oh, I was being called a hypochondriac, I was, you know, it was like, what is, what's going on with you? I would go from doctor to doctor, I had one doctor that actually gave me a certain prescription, and by the time I got to the pharmacy, he had already called the pharmacy, and was basically saying, do not fill it, I'm not sure if that's what's going to work. Wow. So and so that was terrifying for me because I'm I was thinking, who knows what's going on because I don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so after I was diagnosed with Crohn's, I mean I went through, uh, you know, during this time before there was even a diagnosis, I literally lost twenty pounds within two weeks. Mm. You know, it was that drastic. I couldn't even hold water. Um, yep. I was hemorrhaging within my colon. Um, people were giving me all types of suggestions. Eat yogurt, do this, stop eating meat, all this. Nothing was working. Excuse me, nothing was working. And it was, it was just hospital visit after hospital visit. I knew if I went through emergency, I was going to be admitted. Mm -hmm. So it was a very wild roller coaster. Um, so I had I, never, so I had never heard of Crohn's before. So it was like, what, what is this? <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, so have you, um, you know, had any surgeries or anything like that or, 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 or have you been able to avoid that? I've been able to avoid resections or anything of that nature. Mm. Uh, the doctor that I have now, I've had him for at least 10 years. So mm. he's saying we want to avoid that. And honestly, I chalk that up to being a woman of faith because statistically, uh, most people have a surgery after 10 years, you know, and I've made it 20 without that type of surgery. So the only surgeries that I've had related to Crohn's are fistula repairs where okay. you develop the cyst and they burrow between one organ to the next, and, mm -hmm. you know. So I have had the rectal vaginal um, fistulas repaired, um, all, all other types of complications, chronic um, infections, things of that that come along with that. So 
it's tough. <laughs> it, is, it is, it is, you know, and so that's, that, that's kind of why we say, you know, crunch veteran, you know, everybody that's kind of yeah. gone, gone through this is, you know, earned their stripes and is a warrior because it's no joke. Right. And so, and so, um, so, so today, you know, given all, given all that, you know, so what, so what's your, what's your health like today? Oh, goodness. So I have periods of remission. You know, I used to say, well, I'm not in remission. I, you know, I, I get Remicade infusions and I'm so glad I get the opportunity to say this a second time because in the video, uh, in the live that we did together before, mm. I said I get infusions every six months, and I mm. meant every six weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I get infusions every six weeks. I get Remicade. Um, I have tried Humira. That did not work for me. I don't know if it was the anxiety of me having to give myself that injection, but it just, it seemed like it would only work for one week. And then mm-hmm. I was back to full-blown symptoms that second week. And then it was time for me to give myself an injection again. So it, it just, it, it kept me sick. I could not get stable on that. Um, let's see. So basically, Remicade is the only Crohn's medicine that okay. I'm taking right now. I do have to take um, iron supplements. I take okay. an abundance of vitamins. Uh, and it, it hasn't always been this way. This this is a point that I had to grow to. It was, um, I had Lealda um, always on prednisone, <laughs> you know, the steroids and just, right. I found myself literally, I was taking over 25 different pills a day just to wow. make it. And and it was Man. that was just oh my goodness, that wow. there You're like a bag of skittles type thing. Oh my goodness! And that is when the depression. I mean, I got so frustrated and depressed with just having to take the medicine that seemed like was keeping me alive, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. it was constant dehydration. Because mm-hmm. I'm losing fluids, I can't keep up. You want me to stay hydrated? I feel like there's no other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was discouraging for a while. But right now, I'm pretty much stable cool. with the Remicade. I actually had a doctor's appointment um, yesterday because I was just been having some odd pain mm-hmm. um, to the touch. You know, I'm like, what mm-hmm. is going on here? So I went. They did ultrasounds, and what's what's what was interesting about the visit is that the nurse or the tech was talking to me about a peer who had Crohn's. So she okay. took up about 30 minutes of my medical appointment <laughs> to talk about her friend. But, you know, I took that as an opportunity, you know. Right. right. Um, but for the most part, I have been the most stable uh, that I have been. And I feel like that gives me um, – that that also gives me that validation to be able to share how I got to this point. I've had to change diet. I have to change, you know, I have to avoid certain foods. Um, and some things that typically would irritate someone else might not for me. So hmm. I just kind of have to balance out what works. And um, I do take turmeric supplements. I do take um, energy and uh, just daily vitamins of that nature. Hmm. I will take uh, calcium mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think what else. So much. <laughs> right, I know. I, 
I even have um, peppermint, like uh, there's like a peppermint oil, like a nature, okay. so mm -hmm. to kind of help soothe the stomach if I mm -hmm. need that. So I, I just have to figure out what you're works doing it, in that just, just, just like doing it all, like this. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why that's kind of why I, that, that that golden milk stuff. I try, I was trying that. I was like, man, you know, I, I got to figure it out because, you know, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I, have, I have extreme vitamin deficiency, you know. So and so, um, yeah. You know, because it because of, you know kind of all the stuff that's been cut out of me and everything and so and so it's just kind of a it's a constant constant churn to try to you know yeah put all these vitamins in and so yeah. um, and so and so, uh, and so are there any like specific foods for you that you know that yeah you're you're mentioning that so what are some things that you've kind of discovered that literally do not work for you at all oh goodness um, as much as I love cabbage cabbage does not work. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, no cabbage uh, lots, of, lots of the greens I, but you know what's interesting I was always told that lettuce was deadly for me but now I can have a salad every now and then I've got to be like mid-remicade right. <laughs> like week like uh, maybe, yeah it depends on the week week three yeah. I can have a salad you know yeah. and I'll be okay mm. but a lot of the the leafy greens, um, corn, you know, some, some of the foods that are typically hard to digest for anyone, even with a healthy system, would right. probably irritate me. Now, um, I have to be careful with tomatoes. Mm -hmm. If they're steamed, it takes a little bit of that, acid, you know, acidic, whatever it is out of it. So right. I can tolerate it a little bit more, but it just, it just depends as far as the vegetables overall. Wow. wow. You know, just hearing your story, um, there are so many similarities you and I have, um, have shared. And I don't know, it just makes my heart is thinking because I'm like, wow, I found someone that understand um, about yeah. the fistulas and the repairs and about the different medication regimens. And, you know, I said with you guys, she, during the all the time, she said, being a female, like, I think our Crohn's hit us a little bit differently when it comes down to our reproductive system mm -hmm. and our GI tracts. They're so closely connected to one another. Absolutely. And if, if your gut is not healthy, then everything else can be a little unhealthy. If you're mm -hmm. not properly managed and medicated and there are some things that females go through with Crohn's that can be, it's, it's, it's unrepairable. And, right. it, and it brings on a sense of insecurity at times, a sense of, of need to, to tell everyone what you have going on and hope that they will accept you after you tell them that. But at the same token, just having that sound mind is very important. So thank you for sharing because it's very big to understand that. Thank you. Um, definitely, yeah. There are some things that I would love to speak to you about outside of here. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Very, yeah, definitely. Okay. But outside of that, I see that you are published, correct? I am. What about that? <laughs> so I, I recently... It was in May. I was published in a local newspaper. I live in Gallatin, okay. Tennessee. So I was published in the Gallatin News. I sent in an article. That's awesome. And it was, it's titled, The Trigger, the Trauma, and the Stages of Grief. Mm. And mm. I just remember, I was so overwhelmed with what was going on within the community and within the world. 
And it seemed like everybody was addressing the injustices. Everybody was addressing racism. Everybody was adjusting, you know, the, they were addressing um, the riots or the protests or things of that nature. So to a therapist, I'm looking at the whole emotion around it and why people are feeling the way that they were feeling. And I, I, I think where I was a little, and I'm just going to say it, I was a little irritated with the question of why are people rioting? Why are people uh, demonstrating uh, this way? So I wanted to key in on what happens when you are triggered by a past trauma, whether okay. you experienced it personally or whether you heard about it and you were affected by it. So there's, you can be triggered and it takes you right back to that initial pain. It mm -hmm. takes you right back to that initial trauma. So I wanted to bring some light on what the world was feeling in that moment and why it presented as frustration and pain and why people were reliving certain hurts. And that's mm -hmm. what it was all about, just giving um, tips on how to get over that, what, what we're recognizing, you know, pray for our world, pray for our nation, take breaks from social media. Mm -hmm. So it started out kind of pinpointing, you know, what exactly is the trigger? What exactly is the trauma that we're dealing with now? How did right. we get to this point? And what can we do about it? What, what within the stages of grief um, are people not understanding? Because we as a world, we as individuals, we're not going to grieve the same way. Some people might be angry first. Mm -hmm. Some people might be in shock first because we're we're all in shock about the pandemic. You know, there's a lot going on. So I wanted to normalize what was happening, not necessarily the behavior, but that emotion and that feeling behind the behavior. And that was the I would love to read that. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. If you yeah. like, do, do you like, you like DM us that or something, that would be worse. I can. I can. Yeah. I can That's actually funny. email the full article because they That'd sent be me great. the PDF and. That'd yeah, be great. I love that. That'd be great. And so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, um, segues to my, to my next question. And so, you know, um, you know, mental health. And so if somebody just got diagnosed with Crohn's today, guy, girl, you know, you know from a mental health standpoint, you know, what, what would your advice be to them? I would advise them to seek therapy as well. Mm -hmm. Find a mental health professional that you can talk to. Um, I always tell people, look at that. Um, member services number on the back of your insurance card yeah. that will save mm -hmm. you some of the legwork. They will help you find a therapist in your area. They can uh, answer any questions that you have. If you want somebody um, specific to your individual choice, do you mm -hmm. prefer a male? Do you prefer a female? Do you want African American? Mm -hmm. Do you, you know, is whatever your preferences are, that's where I would say start. It's good to ask your doctor because a lot of times, a lot of times, doctors will have someone that they can refer to or that they work with. So right, there's that right. possibility, but always seek out therapy if you're newly diagnosed. I would say keep track. I'm, I'm big on journaling and mm -hmm. being a, a list taker. Keep track of the symptoms that you're experiencing mm -hmm. because while, you're, while you've been diagnosed, you can track 
changes. You can track um, how, how you're being affected by the medication. And then also, how are you feeling throughout your day? Are you, right. do you feel like you're sad for a specific reason or are you just, you know, down and frustrated? Are you tired of what you're dealing with? Yeah, definitely seek out therapy if you're newly diagnosed. I love it. I love that. And my heart goes out to um, some individuals that may not have the insurance mm-hmm. to help them with the chronic illness. I met a young lady, well, older lady, I'm sorry, that did not have no insurance. So she was basically just taking a prednisone mm, in high doses yeah. to maintain her symptoms. But in the long run, she gotten worse because she's not really taking care of her symptoms, you know? Depression, right. anxiety, mental health, all of that goes playing hand in hand with that. So I try to just um, share that there are resources you could possibly be a part of. Like you go to the, you have medications, there are the big, um, the pharmaceutical companies will give you like trials, like $5 medications, injections yeah. and things, you know. So mm-hmm. there are ways to get around things, but if you don't know, then you don't right. know. So education right. is very important in that aspect, I would, I would, I would say. Absolutely. Definitely. It's also kind of interesting here in Omaha. I had a, um, I had a, I guess a, a white therapist for a little while. Cause I, <laughs> excuse me. Cause I didn't know, kind of didn't know what was available in town here. I'm, I'm in Omaha. And so, um, and I, and I actually, I actually Googled, you know, like, you know, black therapy, you know, like black mental health or black therapist in Omaha. And so I, so I, so I found the official website and I, and, I, and, I, and I did the little search thing, the black therapist and like, and like, and like the first, I don't know, six people were white. And so like, it was like literally, there's three in the entire metro area of Omaha, wow. you know, that, no, and, and so, and out of them, only one was really available. And so like, you know, so I mean, so can you imagine, you know, there's thousands, you know, of course, there's, you know, a big sizable African-American population here and stuff. So can you, so I mean, so there's definitely, you know, a need for people like, you know, Radika yourself, you know, this, it, 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 it's just, it's crazy how, you know, underserved, you know, that part, of, you know, that part yeah. is. Yeah. That's but, true. Um, we're we're on the rise, though. Exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> so thank you. So so, they, so so thank you both to Renika and you. You know, you Angela for what you guys are doing. Um, but yeah, but that's. I think I think it's about. I think we've been doing this for a little about about thirty minutes or so. And so um, so so with that, you know, are there any uh, you know final thoughts or you know, you know actually well one thing you know how can people find you you know and and uh, and also you know any current projects you're working on and uh, you know and, and any final thoughts you may have. Well, you can find me on um, Facebook at the Jackson Impact. Also. I, I don't really put this out there very much, but I need to. You can also go to Talk the Talk about Crohn's and colitis. I usually like to post resources or current events or things of that nature. Um, I want to uh, open that platform up a little bit more because it has existed for about five years. But now that we are um, really big on lives and things of that nature, I want to do that a little bit more. So. Facebook for the Jackson Impact. Also, talk the talk about Crohn's and colitis. You can also find me on Instagram at the the underscore Jackson underscore Impact, and also on twi- Twitter as well, Jackson Impact. Um, 
the website is under works right now. People will be able to go and purchase their own t-shirts. But awesome. if you're interested, just send me a DM. My kids always say I say it wrong, so hit me on the DMs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, just check it out. Always something um encouraging. Oh, also Angela's affirmations on um Instagram. So I just want to put out that positive energy overall. And um, as you guys brought up, there's always resources within your communities wherever you live. Um, I know here we have an information line where they will help you look for resources. If you uh, don't have insurance, go to your local health department. They're usually sliding fee scales. If you're mm -hmm. unemployed or, you know, whatever the situation is, there is always a way. The resources are there. If you just keep looking, don't give up and don't settle for nothing at all. Correct. Awesome. I agree with that 100%. I love it. I love it. Well, well, again, you know, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for your time, and uh, and um, you know, we're gonna uh, I, actually one last thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a picture of us, and so um, so so we can put it on the on Instagram and stuff. So okay, so, I got a lot of light in the background. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. All right, so uh, so uh, say so say cheese. All right, cool, got it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It was Queen George, like, Right? Yeah, print screen so but um but anyway well um thank you very much angela for your time um you know enjoy yeah. enjoy the rest of the day you know we'll you know we'll definitely do you know do our part to you know send people your way and awesome um, thank you and you know and thanks again so we'll see you thank later you, all right thank, thank you, you so bye-bye awesome. bye. bye-bye